Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon, and I'm so glad that you're tuned in to Calvary Live. You were invited just as, uh, as the opening of the show uh, to call in at 303-690-3000. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and so I want to extend that invitation for you to call in to the show. This is you, the listener, your show, where you get to call in and ask questions concerning the scriptures. Uh, maybe you heard a Bible study that perhaps a question came up, or uh, as you heard it, or maybe you were in a Bible study group and you were discussing something, you want some clarity uh, on what was being discussed, maybe about Christian living, how do we respond as Christians to the things that we see around us, Give me a call, 303-690-3000. we got all open lines. Grab one of those open lines early. We only got an hour together, and it goes by quickly, and so love to hear from you. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. That text line is uh, a, another opportunity for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request, and we are here to pray with you as, as well. That text line, I want to remind you, as most of you know, if you are— uh, a regular listener to Calvary Live, that that text line is a 24-7 prayer uh, uh, text line uh, for prayer requests for you to text in a prayer request at any time, day or night, and the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora will take a look at that, and they will be praying for you. So we want you to u- utilize that resource uh, for you to be prayed for and blessed. Text line 720 0897. And during this hour, as the questions come in and the prayer requests come in, we will look at that as we have time. But I'd love to talk to you. This is really the heart of the show. As you call in, we get to have a conversation about the things of the Lord, get to go to the Word of the Lord, get to pray to the Lord in your time of need as you give your prayer requests. So again, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado with you. want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the front range of Colorado. Uh, and uh, I want to uh, just extend a hello to you uh, and uh, Grace FM listeners in Southern Wyoming. You are listening live on this afternoon. And then also all those who are listening online throughout the country, whether you're listening out on a mobile app or the Grace FM website. Welcome. You can call it that number at 303-690-3000. Again, I want to encourage you just to grab one of those open lines early, and uh, let's have a conversation about the Lord. Let's uh, take your prayer request, minister to you in that way. Um, And then also want to welcome those of you who are listening on Truth FM and Hope FM and the Freedom Radio Network or any other radio network that has picked up Calvary Live, you too can call at 303-690-3000. And the way that it works is you get to call in, you'll you'll talk to me um, as I am speaking live today 
on this Tuesday. I believe it is the 9th of November, and uh, you get to uh, listen to it next week as it's a week delayed. But we'll have our conversation, and uh, we'll be able to talk about the things of the Lord. So give me a call. Got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Welcome everyone who is listening. And if you're listening overseas, as people do from different parts of the world, we're so glad that you join us uh, for today's program of Calvary Live. Let's go ahead and go to Rudy in Denver. Hello, Pastor. Hey, Rudy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm I'm good. I'm very good. Good. Um, so um, I was just listening to the maybe on my way in from work, and I was hearing about the events of Jesus' arrest, you know, and Peter swung the sword and um, cut off the right ear of the servant um, of Mal- Malachis. Mal- Malachis. Malachi. Malachi. Yes, and um, so I mean, i just you know just going through this event and you know reading it in the Bible and you know watching the movies and stuff. I have always just wondered, you know. When he put that ear on, I mean, after the many miracles that Jesus had done, was it still God's work to keep the minds of, you know, the priests and, you know, the, the servants to arrest him, to, you know, to, to fulfill, you know, the direction that Jesus Christ was going to the cross to die for our sins? Um, but I would just kind of, I always wondered, is there, I mean, like, um, how do I say it? How can they just see that as one of like like wow the guy that we're arresting looking to yeah. crucify and kill? Yeah, he just yeah. fixed his ear. What, yeah, what miracle it's... right there that was after you know after yeah. who he was and he said yes it is I and he fell to the all the guys fell to the ground. Okay, yeah. you know I mean that's one thing like whoa he just spoke and we fell but <laughs> now he put the ear on of you know cut off the ear of this guy and put it back on. We're making yeah. a mistake. Yeah, it's 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 amazing, isn't it? But amazing, here's the thing. Yes. First of all, you know, Rudy, I told you the wrong name. It's not Malachi, it's Malchus. I Malchus, was just reading yes. Malachi. Yeah. Yes. I was just reading yes. Malachi before uh we went on the air. But it's Malchus. He was the servant of the high priest, like you said. And it's interesting because there's a lot to that story, and as you unfold it, that Peter, you remember in the upper room, he said to Jesus, I will die for you. I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus said, before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. And we know that I think Peter was trying to be strong. He's trying to really muster up strength to defend the Lord. And as they come to arrest Jesus, and there's a detachment of troops, which means there were hundreds of troops that came to bound Jesus up. There's Malchus, the servant of the high priest, that is right there up front. Now, these are not Roman soldiers that came to arrest Jesus. These are temple soldiers. These are the the, uh, soldiers. These are the guards that uh, the religious leaders had sent. Initially, you recall that they wanted Jesus arrested, and they came back, and they said, why didn't you arrest him? Uh, This was before this night. They said, never before have we you know, heard a man speak like this man speaketh. They were just astonished at his words. So here they come back to arrest him, led by Judas the betrayer. And Peter pulls out that little sword, and he gets the ear of Malchus. He's probably going for his head. And Jesus said, Peter, put the sword away. Don't you know that I'm going to take on the cup of suffering and death that the Father has given me to take? 
And then Jesus bends over and he puts his ear back on the side of his head and heals him. Now that was the last miracle that Jesus did before he went to the cross. And it's interesting that he ends up healing the ear of, of something that one of the disciples had done. And you would think that um, they would be stunned. You'd think they would say, wait a minute here. They, yeah, they did fall backwards. Jesus said to Peter that I can call down 12 angels of uh, legions of angels. He could have. He could have destroyed the whole world. He could have started all over again, but he didn't because he was going to take on that cup of suffering and death and die for sinful humanity. He was going to die for Malchus. He was going to die for Peter. He was going to die for all those soldiers uh, as he would die for the sins of the world. But what is interesting is this, Rudy. Think about this. Jesus goes on trial, and he goes on three trials before the religious council. Uh, Actually, the first one was before Annas, the powerhouse uh, of the high priest's office. John's gospel tells us that. And then he would have two more trials before the Sanhedrin council. And then he had three civil trials. So it was a total of six trials that he went on. When he stood before Annas, the high priest, it was the servant that came over and hit Jesus. You might recall that account. And again, I believe John's narrative tells us that. But here's the thing to think about. Could that have been Malchus that came and hit Jesus? The one who was healed by Jesus is now striking Jesus? We don't know for sure, but it's something to think about. The other thing is I think about that 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 incident there in the garden is that, you know, Peter, he he gets the ear of Malchus, and it goes plop, and Jesus heals it. I know there have been times, you know, the Word of God is likened to the sword of the Spirit, Ephesians chapter 6. And there have been times, I know, especially early in my ministry, where I took my sword out and I start chopping ears off, you know, because I was so harsh, or, you know, I was so judgmental or so negative. And I remember the Lord ministering to me in that story when I read it. And he just ministered to me in that still small voice that, Jeff, you've been chopping some ears off lately uh, because I thought I'm going to show him how smart I am, how dedicated I am, how, you know, how committed I am. And you need to be like this and chop, chop, chop as I poured out, you know, pulled out the sword of the word and plop, plop, plop went some ears. And, um, and the Lord really showed me some things in that, that we can start chopping ears off. We don't compromise truth, but we want to give it with love. We want to give it um, with grace, and we want to, you know, really encourage people, yes, turn away from your sins, repent from your sins. Here's God's goodness and his grace, you know, and um, salvation that's available. But... You know, there was a time where I was chopping some ears off, and the Lord, you know, was putting those ears back on, you know, and that's what the Lord showed me in that story. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, so, that was my focus was just to kind of get your output, because, I mean, you, and that was you on the radio earlier when you were telling yes. earlier today? Yeah. Well, to the I, was, FM, and I was, I was, I was, I was, I was in Ezekiel. I was in Ezekiel today on Grace FM, but, you know, here's the thing, too, Ru- to remember, Rudy, is they saw miracles. They saw the miracles. They never, the religious leaders never denied the miracles. 
um, but they didn't believe. And so, uh, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? So, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, hey, thanks, thank brother. Appreciate it. Good you. to hear from you again. All right, man. I'll call back soon. Thank you. You you do that. Okay. All right. 303-690-3000. When somebody hangs up, we got an open line, so grab one of those open lines. We're going to keep going um, uh, with those who have called in. The text line, let me give you that number again, 720-336-0897. We're going to go to New York, uh, where Mike is on line two. Mike? Yes. Thank you for calling Calvary Live. You're on the program. Yeah, I need a prayer request. Um, I I need prayer for my brother and sister-in-law in Amster, up in Amsterdam. That's upstate New York. Um, they, uh, I, I stayed with them for a while and I, I had to leave because of the circumstances got a little too, uh, crazy living in the house with them and stuff. Um, they're not Christians. I've been praying for them for a long time since last year. And I believe, and I see God moving. I believe God is moving. I see God breaking, um, them both down. They have serious health issues involved here. And, uh, but the most important thing is they need, uh, the salvation of the Lord. And it's the last thing I want to do. If, if you want to consider it last thing on a bucket list or first thing, I want, I want to see them both receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. And I see God working in them, but my, but there's great, there's a great spiritual battle going on in that house. Uh, yeah. the enemy is working hard to keep them both. And with their health issues and all that's going, all what's going on, and their mindset, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, so um, we would love to pray for them. So, Father, as Mike has called in, even though the situation didn't work out or was strained, um, he cares for his brother, for his sister-in-law. And we just pray for their salvation. We just pray that you would soften their hearts. You would open up their eyes to you. And, Lord, there is a spiritual battle going on. Uh, We know that the enemy doesn't want them to come to you. But, Lord, you're greater. And, and Lord, I just pray that you would um, give them understanding of the gospel, uh, that Mike would still have opportunity to continue to minister those doors that you're opened up, And, Lord, we just ask for you to draw them to you, to the truth of the gospel. And, Lord, I pray that you would just um, bring salvation to that home, to that couple. And, Lord, um, the obstacles that may be in the way that's preventing them from seeing you clearly and, and, Lord, coming to you humbly, that, Lord, you would take those obstacles away. And, Lord, that the enemy wouldn't continue to blind them or harden their hearts but, Lord, that you would, Lord, take them, set them aside for you, and, Lord, to bring them to you in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that salvation would come to them. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. amen. Hey, thanks, thank, Mike. Thank you, sir. You bet. We're going to keep praying, okay? Here, put it on. Send, send it out. I need, all, I need the spiritual Marines on this one. Okay, absolutely. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. We want to pray for our loved ones. 
and pray for salvation, never stop praying. And, 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 um, you know, the Lord loves them. And, and I need to be reminded when I get a call, like from Mike, it reminds me that I got relatives and I got people that I care about that I need to keep praying for them and for salvation and, and to lift them up before the Lord. So a good reminder for us and, and, uh, call in if you got somebody you want to pray for the Lord to touch their hearts or whatever the needs may be. Let's go to Diego in Miami on line three. Diego, Hello? Yes. you're on Calvary Live. Uh, yeah, my question is when when Cain left uh, his uh, um, Adam and Eve and he went to Nod, he met his wife and Nod. Who gave birth to his wife if it was just Adam, Eve, and Cain on earth? Yeah, and that's a good question, and the Bible doesn't specifically say whose Cain's wife was. The The only possible answer really is that Cain's wife was um, his sister or a niece or a, a great-niece, because we don't know what time frame had passed between Adam and Eve as they bore children. They had uh, Cain and then Abel, and they had other children. And the thing to remember is that they lived long lives um, they lived to be 800, 900 years old. So Adam and Eve could have had several um, children, and we know that they were the first man and the first woman. Uh, there are those who come along and say, well, there was other, other civilizations that um, were on the scene. We know that the beginning of, of creation, that God created Adam and Eve, and that's where the human race started, and that's where it populated. So we got to go with what the Bible says. So Cain's wife was either a sister or a niece or a great-niece. Um, the Bible doesn't say how old Cain was when he went there. He de- the Bible doesn't say how old Cain was when he killed Abel in Genesis chapter 4. Um, so um, they were obviously both full-grown adults, Cain and Abel, possibly uh, with families of their own. Adam and Eve surely had given birth to more children than just Cain and Abel uh, at the time that that even as Abel was killed. So there's a lot there that we just don't know, but we just got to go with what the scripture says. Yeah. Cause I was, uh, um, cause he did, they did have Seth afterwards, but they don't talk about other kids. And then, you know, he left to nod and met her and Nod, which is another place. So mm-hmm. would that mean that she was a sister or whatever, but they, they, she had already moved to another place where he met her uh, and married her. Yeah, you know, that, you know, he, likely there was, they had Adam and Eve, other children, perhaps even grandchildren, uh, already living at the time of Cain's wife. Um, And so we just can go from that. That's all we can really do. Um, But at the beginning, as Cain and Abel, question is asked, where they get their wives? Well, they had no other choice than to to marry either a sister or a niece or something like that, uh, obviously a sister as they begin to populate the world. Mm-hmm. And, you but know, you and God, that, that, and here, yeah. here's the thing, God did not forbid inter-family marriage until later, until you get to the book of Leviticus, chapter 18, I believe that you see that, because the, the, you know, the gene pool was, was pure, and so obviously that's what they had to do. Uh, it's just because they, it says specifically that uh, as soon as Cain killed Abel, he left to Nod. He was d- dwelling on earth and left to Nod, where he met his right. wife. 
So right. that's what I'm confused about because at that point it was just, you know, Adam, Eve, and Cain. There was no one else yeah. because Abel was deceased, and that right. was it. And he left, and that's where he met his wife and Nod, which is, yeah. is just, and, and, yeah, it's hard again, to understand how that well, happened. Yeah, and the thing is, sometimes when we read the Bible, we forget that there's a time period that goes in between all of this. So we don't know if Adam and Eve had other children. You know, we don't know how old Cain was when he killed Abel, and then he went to Nod. Was he a couple hundred years old? Was he 300 years old? Was he 400 years old? We don't know. That's what it doesn't tell us. And in that time, the world's populating. Matter of fact, at the time of the flood, there are some scholars that suggest that the world had a couple billion people at that time because they lived such long ages and had a lot of children. So, you know, we don't know the time frame between that. So it isn't like, you know, Cain and Abel, they were born, and, you know, our lifetimes are short. Our lifetimes are, what, 70, 80 years and you become an adult when you're 16, 17, um, you know, they, this incident of uh, Cain killing Abel could have happened when they were a couple hundred years old, and there's the world's populating. And so Adam and Eve have children, they have grandchildren, they have great-grandchildren at that time. And so that's where we just got to kind of leave it, and we don't know because the Bible doesn't tell us for sure. Uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, in that aspect, um, you know, now if people marry their sisters or their brothers, a lot of times their children come out, you know, physically or mentally uh, not right. You know, I don't want to say the word, uh, you know, but they're not, they're not, uh, they don't come out right. So right. that means that we populated the world by mixing, you know, like you said, brother, sister, whatever, and it was just a regular humanity. How come now when people do that? It usually well, doesn't yeah, turn out right with mixed bloods. Yeah, and it has to do with the gene pool and and all of that. And the gene pool was more pure, you know, at the beginning. And so I don't have all the answers to that. But a good resource for you uh, may be Answers in Genesis. And they go over all that, Diego. And so Answers in Genesis, they go over all that, probably in a lot more detail than what I'm giving you. And I think that it's going to help you and good, be a good resource for you to look at it more in depth. Okay? I can pick up? Huh? Is that you, a book you that go, I can pick up called Answers in Genesis? Yeah, it, they got a website. And if you go to Answers oh. in Genesis, you know, they have all kinds of resources. And they got books you can order. Ken Ham, Dr. Ken Ham, is the director of Answers in Genesis. They got the Creation Museum out in Kentucky. Uh, and they got the Noah's Ark and all that. Really neat ministry, and they're so biblically based. I love their ministry, and they answer questions. Matter of fact, one of the questions that came on the text line that, if we get to it, is, does the Bible speak of dinosaurs? So they talk about dinosaurs, they talk about creation, they talk about, you know, they'll have resources there, articles about where did Cain get his wife, the gene pool, all those things, the fossil records, I think you'll be fascinated by it, and you'll be blessed by it. So Answers yeah. in Genesis, if you just Google it, you'll be able to pull it up. Yeah, because um, also when Noah, uh, the world was eliminated, and it was just Noah left with his uh, three sons and their yeah. three wives, then right. that had to happen again yeah. so that we can populate the earth. 
So, yeah, take a look at it, and I think you'll you'll find it to be very informative. All right. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for taking my question. You bet, Diego. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. God bless you as well. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. I believe that we got a couple open lines. And then 720-336-0897 is the text line. Uh, you know, good questions that are asked, and, and it's good to hear from Miami. Uh, and uh, uh, I was in Miami just a couple weeks ago, um, a week and a half ago, when I was coming back from Peru. I was teaching at the Calvary Bible Institute in Peru. We stopped in Miami. I uh, was able to spend some little bit of time there because we had a whole day layover. And just to be in Miami Beach, where uh, Freedom Radio Network, where we're heard, just um, praying for you guys in Miami uh, was a blessing to be there, to, to be back, to to actually go and just go and get some breakfast and walk on the, the beach a little bit before we headed back. And, um, and you know, just uh, so grateful to be a part of your life. So it was good to hear from Diego from Miami and you guys. Keep calling in. Uh, let us know that you're listening, calling with your questions, prayer requests, wherever you're at. Got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the calling number. Grab one of those open lines. In the meantime, let's go to Judah and Brighton. Hey, Pastor, how are you? Good, how are you, Judah? Thanks for calling. You there? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, Judah, go ahead. I was calling to ask you, I was thinking about a sermon that I heard this morning on the way to work, and when the Roman soldiers and the high priests came to arrest Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss so that they would know that they were arresting the right person. Right. And I guess my curiosity is, if this is a man or a God-man that has caused so much uproar, have none of them ever gone and, like, personally witnessed that? Like, how, how is it that they needed identification? How is it that they didn't already know what he looked like? Yeah, and I think what you're saying is, is because Jesus had great multitudes that were around him. Earlier in the week, he came riding into Jerusalem, and, you know, it says in Matthew's Gospel that the whole city was moved, um, and that word moved is is where we get our word seismic. I mean, great multitudes, everybody was there watching him, hailing, you know, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That's what they were ascribing to him, Messiah. It's, he was there at the temple teaching uh, during the week. The religious leaders were trying to trap him and trick him. And so it, it makes you wonder, they should have known who Jesus was, but apparently— <laughs> <laughs> Judas wanted to make sh- make sure, yeah. Judas Judas wanted to make sure that um, that you know they didn't grab Peter or didn't grab John. That I will identify right. him with the kiss. Maybe the darkness has something to do with it as well. I'm not sure, but you know, again, these were not the Roman soldiers. These were the temple um, soldiers that the high priests had, and maybe they weren't as familiar with Jesus, but it does remind me that, you know, I'll identify him. He wasn't the one that was glowing in the dark. He wasn't the one that was 
floating above the ground or had a halo over his head. Uh, but it reminds right. me, as you were talking, that and he has no form. This is Isaiah chapter 53. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. So he was an ordinary-looking Jew is what he was, and and they just wanted to make sure they grabbed the right guy. But I know what you're saying, you know, because he had great multitudes around him, and, um, you know, he was very popular at that time. So good question, Judah. Keep, keep reading. Keep studying. So, hey, we got break coming. We got, I believe, all open lines. So 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. It's the only break that we have with the show. We're going to be right back. 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. This is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you this afternoon. Such a blessing and a pleasure always to be able to host uh, Calvary Live, and I usually host on Mondays and Tuesdays. And uh, so I just welcome you back to the second half of the program. Uh, We have a couple open lines, so call that number at 303-690-3000. Get in the text line at 720-336-0897. Hey, we are only, when you think about it, we are only uh, just uh, about two weeks away from Thanksgiving, uh, two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, Those of you who are listening live today on uh, Grace FM or on the uh, Internet or perhaps your mobile app on Grace FM, uh, we're two weeks away. And and those who are going to be listening to this program next week on Freedom Radio Network or Truth or Hope FM or another radio network, um, we're e- even going to be only a little over a week away um, from uh, Thanksgiving. And I, I just want to uh, let you know that here in Northern Colorado, we'll be having a Thanksgiving Eve service uh, as we'll have a family service and a pie social. We invite you to come. And then we're going to start into the Christmas season after that. But I think it's important to remind ourselves as we head into November because the holidays can be a very difficult time and a hard time, especially if we feel alone or isolated or it's been such a rough year. And this year was, again, challenging to many of us, and not only because of the pandemic, but other challenges or or losses or difficulties you got through. And um, it's hard to be thankful. It's hard to be joyous. It's hard to, you know, talk about, um, those things that are discussed, you know, gladness of heart and things like that during the holiday seasons. And and first of all, I just want to say as a Christian, we always have reason to be thankful. I can't help but think about um, what the psalmist wrote in, in um, Psalm 107, I believe. And as the psalmist is talking about that we are to be thankful Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. This is Psalm 107. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. And even though you've gone through a difficult time, 
um, maybe through loss, maybe there's hurt and pain in your heart, um, that we can be thankful because we have the Lord, we have salvation, and um, and He cares for you, and uh, He desires for you to draw close to Him. And for us as Christians to reach out and to minister to those who are hurting during this holiday season, during Thanksgiving, and it might be praying for them, giving a word of encouragement to them, inviting them to a special service, Thanksgiving Eve service or Christmas Eve, whatever it might be. But what I want to do is just encourage you to to be thankful. we got a reason to be thankful as Christians, to minister to those who need comfort, who need a word of encouragement, and uh, and to, to keep our eyes on the Lord during this season as we finish out the year and a very special time of the year. So, hey, um, let's go ahead. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And then the text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Rhonda in Biloxi, Mississippi. Hi, Rhonda. Hi, praise God. He's amazing. He is amazing. What do you got yeah. for me today, Rhonda? Um, well, he told me to keep it short. I want to know how to treat a wolf in sheep's clothing. Well, you know, it um you know, Jesus talked about wolves in sheep's clothing and stuff. And it, it depends the situation, you know, um, if there's, for example, here a wolf in sheep's clothing at the church, then the leadership is the deal with that wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll she- share this with you right now. He come, he, he was a friend of mine before I got saved, and I spent my time thinking that he was born again, too. He has recently started breaking into my home. And um, break it, and, and it's like a personal thing, but I thought he was born again because he's in his Bible and stuff like yeah. that. And I've invited him to my church and to my Bible studies, if that helps you to help me yeah. with the answers. But, yeah, and Rhonda, the thing about it is if he's stealing from you, then, you know, you can get the governing authorities involved. Um, so there's wisdom. And then if you got, um, you know— uh, a pastor, a church, uh, brothers and sisters that can give you wisdom that are closer to the situation. But, you know, if he's stealing from you, you can call the, the police, the governing authorities. They're there for that. And um, yeah. But, you know, you want to protect yourself. You want to make sure that you're wise. And, um, and you want to make sure that, you know, that you have that covering um, from other brothers and sisters in prayer and then in practical ways as well. So Father, I just pray for I pray for Rhonda that you protect her and give her wisdom as she's dealing with the situation. You know what it is. And Lord, that um if somebody's stealing, breaking into her place, that she would be able to get the governing authorities that are there to help her. And um and Lord that um she has the right to do that. And that's what they're there. They're there to um, serve their community, those who are peace officers. They're there to help. And so, Lord, I pray that you would give her wisdom in this, protect her, and, Lord, that um, there would be, you know, those um, that she can go to to give wise counsel as well, her church, her pastor, other brothers and sisters that know the situation more closely. I just pray for Rhonda that, Lord, that you would help her as she's desiring what I hear from her to do what is right to do what pleases you. But, Lord, that she would know that she can use those governing authorities that are given in to us for good against evil. And so, Lord, uh, to deal uh, with this situation. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise hey, Rhonda. God. Thank you. Thank you. What? Okay, you take care of yourself, okay? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm asking everybody for wise counsel, and I've done blocked my phone, and I plan on okay. telling him I don't want any personal relationships with him until I see the spirit of fruit, the fruit of the spirit. Okay. All right. Okay. Praise okay. God. Thank you. Stay you. in touch, Bye-bye. Rhonda. Okay. Bye bye. 303 690 3000 is the calling number. We got two open lines. Text line 720 3360897. We're going to go to Charleston, South Carolina. Greta. Greta, Hi. You're on Calvary Live. How are you doing today? I am good. How are you? I'm good. I'm actually going into work. Um, oh, I'm at work okay. right now. I'm a, I've been in healthcare for 27 years, and I was raised in a Christian home. And my question, well, one, my prayer request is for a prayer for my sister. She's going through breast cancer right now. Mm. And then also um, my question is about Proverbs 21, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's something that was repeated in my family um, frequently because there was a lot of prodigals. <laughs> but yeah. um, my question is, is that is that something that you can bank on or yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Because I heard somebody I say recently that, that it's not the case. It's not like a promise. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard Bible teachers say that Proverbs is not a book of promises. Um, it's a book of Right. That's what I heard. And, and, you know, um, I think that when I read like Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, that trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on My your faith, own understanding. Yes. You on know, your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge yeah. the Lord and you'll direct I, your I, path. I take that as a promise from the Lord. I do too. I take it as, I do too. you know, that he's going to direct our paths. We do know yeah. and when... Proverbs talks about training a child up in the ways of the Lord, the admonition of the Lord, and when he gets older, he will not depart from it. That's not always the case, is it? And, no. and so, you know, <laughs> and none of us train but our you child know what? Up in, I think in a perfect that, you way. Know, you, you teach a child before the age of seven, and you mm-hmm. train them, then yeah. I think that they have—we learn everything we need to know in kindergarten, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I I just think that um I think that if you train that child in that way that they'll know that truth yeah. cannot escape them cuz it's powerful. Well, they got they got the word of God and and right. I, you know, I've been pastoring here at the church going on 26 years and wow. I've watched kids grow up. They I've from the toddler's room, even the toddlers, yeah. we we give them the word of God. They grew up in a Christian right. home. Their parents grew them and, uh, you know, trained them in the ways of the Lord. And then they get older and they depart. And I don't understand. Happens a about. lot in college. <laughs> yeah, a lot in college or they Especially go their own way. colleges. Yeah, and there's a lot of pulls on them. But, we, yeah. you know, the main thing is we're called to raise our children in the ways of the Lord and to really, you know, deal with their hearts, get the Word of God into their hearts. But sometimes the world pulls them away, and it's sad, and we just got to keep praying for them. You mentioned about a prodigal, and one of the things that I keep remembering is they got the Word of God there in their hearts, and I just pray that that 
they gets watered, they come back to the Lord because the invitation was always to come back, to come home, right? Come home to the Lord, and um, and so um, I don't understand it all, but I do know that it's real, and our young people are being pulled into the world, and the enemy is working overtime on them, and that's why I just encourage families and. You know, here at, at Calvary Chapel, we need to get kids grounded in the Word of God. We need to be praying with them. Um, when Most I came definitely. back, yeah, I, I was I was gone in Peru for a couple weeks, um, and I was, um, you know, teaching at the Calvary Bible Institute. When I came back, uh, the children's ministry um, they gave me the director, and same with the nursery director. They took little photos of all the kids. Um, and right. they gave me a plaque and it had their names on it. It was just really special, uh, Greta. Sounds like and, it. Yeah. And I remember looking at them and putting a face with the name because some of those kids I, I don't remember. I, I, I don't right. have a lot of contact with, but it just reminded me how important it is to pray for them. And I thought, this is so good. I can pray for these kids, and we need to pray for our kids and pray for our young people. Uh, because they are getting pulled out into the world. But, you know, good thoughts there, Greta, as you bring it up, and and to really make our homes a place where God's Word is spoken, the hymns of God are sung, the thanksgiving of God is given. I feel that more now in my life than ever. Yeah. Especially with what's been going on in our world, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, Father, I pray I'm a respiratory therapist, and... yeah. I've dealt with nothing but death these past few years, and my heart just breaks for these people because I don't yeah. know where they stand spiritually. And if I had yeah. an opportunity to talk to them, I could ask, but I, yeah. I don't. Um, I don't get to them at a point where yeah. they can speak. I'm yeah. I'm like a first responder in the hospital. Yeah, so. yeah. But anyway, and I want to. I did want to say this when I heard that you've been in healthcare for 27 years. Thank you for what you do. And I want to thank all of you out there that are working in the hospitals and healthcare that are ministering to people. You guys are, are to me, my heroes. You guys are amazing. The nurses, healthcare workers that are taking care of people. It's been a very difficult time. I was talking to one last week that it was a hard, hard day at the hospital. Um, and there was a number of deaths. It wasn't all COVID, but some of it was. And I yeah. just thank you guys. I thank you for your what you do. Well, I thank you for, for what you do, you do, for your commitment well, to, you. to to carry God's word forward and to talk to more people about yeah. the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's pray for your sister. Father, I pray for Greta's sister who has breast cancer. And Lord, nothing is too difficult for you or too hard. And we also know that we can come to you with our prayers and supplications with thanksgiving. And I thank you for your love, for your, you know, mercy. And we just pray for your mercy and grace upon Greta's sister, that you bring healing to her, that you minister to her, that you would um, just um, show yourself strong in her behalf. I pray for Greta that you help her, Lord, as she ministers to those that uh, she is taking care of. And Lord, I just lift her up to you, that she would be light in truth, help her to minister to her sister, Lord. And we just pray for your healing touch upon her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank hey, you so much. You bet, Greta. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Absolutely. 
Hey, got a couple open lines. Got plenty of time in the show. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And, uh, yeah, I am very grateful for you guys that are in healthcare, the nurses, your training, doctors, um, just all that you do has been a rough, um, it's, it's rough, you know, um, always, you know, what's before you and very thankful for you, but particularly in the last year and a half. So I know it's been, uh, very, very tiring and very challenging, um, perhaps frustrating even, but you are doing a good work. And we just, I just want to say that, uh, we appreciate you guys. Um, let's go to Ann in Memphis. Anne? Okay, I'm here. You're and on I Calvary Live. I want to thank you for your radio show because every time I get in my car, that's all I listen to anymore. And I've learned so Good. much Good. about the Bible Good. from you, even though I go to church. Yeah. But Great. I have Super. a problem that is just tugging at my heart. My daughter is 53 years old, and she's gay, and she has a girlfriend, and we don't get along very well. Every time I say anything to her about anything, she bites my head off, Right. and she does not want me to talk to her about politics or being gay or anything and it's like everything that happens to her is my fault and she's 53 she needs yeah. to take responsibility for that have happened to her in her life right and yeah she's like she hates me i had 13 surgeries last year i had a cancer on my nose she never called the first time to see how I was. She never came to see me or check on me or anything. And I moved to Memphis from Mississippi because she has congestive heart failure. And I let her, I bought a big house so that she could live with me. Right. And she lived with me for six months. And she didn't have to pay any rent or anything so she could get her bills caught up. But it's like I'm a thorn in her side, and I don't know what to do. It's just killing me. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. jealous and of her it is. brother. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I, and it's it's hard, as you describe all this to me, when, you know, your daughter um, and— you know, she's um, gay, you know, just the strained relationship, and it hurts. And and you're in a place right now, you opened up your home. Um, there's a lot of, you know, the Lord knows everything that's going on and how the relationship has been severed and strained, and it hurts. But you're in a place right now where you got to give it all to the Lord and in prayer. That's all you can do because she doesn't want to hear, you know, um, about the things of the Lord. Um, she doesn't even want to hear about politics. And so you're in a place of Lord that you send people into her life that perhaps that will be able to share with her the gospel. You share people into her life that will be able to talk to her and, and the Lord can work and the Lord can soften her heart. And that's where you're at right now. Um, even in the hurt and the pain, the Lord is the one that can reach her. And, uh, even though you're not able to, and things haven't worked out and, I just want to pray for that. I just want to pray because 
you're not alone in this. Um, there's a lot of people that are strained and um, the relationships have been severed with their children, grandchildren, um, you know, people that they care about, friends, and, and it's very, very difficult. And, and in those times, we just have to give it to the Lord and ask for the Lord to intervene and to work and to always, you know, desire not, that what I'm hearing from you is the desire that somehow that that relationship can be restored, that somehow the Lord will touch their hearts and bring healing to that relationship. So, Father, that's what I pray. I pray for Anne as she's brokenhearted over her daughter that's living in a sinful lifestyle. Lord, that somehow someone would be able to speak to her or you would uh, have her t- turn to 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 something that is going to speak truth into her life. Maybe maybe even a, a the radio, a Christian radio or something, Lord. You're able to do that and just draw her to you and that you would take the blindness away and soften her heart. And Lord, I pray for Anne that she would just continue to to look to you to intervene in this situation. And Lord, there's a lot that's there. There's a lot that is there that we don't fully understand. But Lord, we just commit her to you. We pray that you would draw her to you, that Lord, that you would um, help her to see spiritually the things that she needs to, to bring her to repentance, to bring her to your loving grace and to salvation. And I just pray for Anne, the hurt that she's going through, that you would bring comfort to her in wisdom, that she would have opportunity to to be able to minister to her daughter and however that would be. But Lord, show yourself strong on her behalf, on her daughter's behalf, and Lord, drawing her to salvation to you through the work of the Spirit. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I'm so sorry, Ann. I know it's hard. Well, thank you so much. But let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. When she was a teenager, she was saved and baptized. Is she always saved? You, you know, I I can't answer that. Sometimes people say, well, you know, my child or whatever, they, you know, made a profession of faith. Only God really knows her heart. I believe in the security of a believer. I believe that, um, you know, that a person is born again, that they have that security. But I also know that some people that, you know, even like you'll hear Greg Laurie and them say that not everybody comes down that, you know, prays the sinner's prayer is saved. God is the one. Paul writes to Timothy, God knows who are his. And and so I can't answer that. And people will ask me, is my child saved? I, I don't know. Did they really saved? Or, you know, where's their heart? If we believe with our heart the Lord Jesus, the Scripture says, then we are saved. And I believe that. Um, confess with our mouth what the heart is believing. And that's Romans chapter 10. Then salvation has come. But, you know, I can't answer that for your daughter. So... You know, you keep praying, you keep praying for her, and you keep looking to the Lord to show you and to draw her to you. So I wish I could help you with that. I I appreciate that. I appreciate everything that you do. You bet. And we're going to be but, praying for, for you, okay, Ann? Because I know it's hard. 
and you're a mother that's brokenhearted. And there's a lot of moms out there that are listening right now that are brokenhearted over their children and over people the that they love and fathers. There's and, so many people yeah. that are gay now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't understand it. And, you know, in Sodom and Gomorrah, they talk about gays and God destroyed it. And, um, well, we, uh, what we have, what we have, our weapons are not carnal, but our weapons are, you know, God's truth and God's love. And so just keep that in mind and you keep praying. All right. Thank you, you so much. You bet. Absolutely. 303-690-3000, number to call. we got a few minutes left. Let's go to Nicole in Lafayette. Hi. Nicole? Hi, how are Welcome you? Welcome to Calvary Live. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, I just wanted Good. to call and ask for prayer for my boyfriend. Um, we both were on drugs for a while, and the Lord put me on probation to help me with my problems. But he's struggling really hard right now, and I haven't heard from him for 15 hours. I just feel like he needs to be prayed for. Okay. Absolutely, Nicole. Father, we pray for Nicole's boyfriend that has His had, name's Brandon. We pray for Brandon. You know where he is. Nicole may not know where he is, but you know where he is. And so, Lord, we just pray that um that Lord that you would minister to him. Um, that Lord that he would be able to let himself be known. I pray that he's safe. Um, I pray that you would help him with this drug problem. Um, and Lord, that is Nicole, there's, she doesn't know where he is and what's going on. But I know Lord, he loves the Lord that, too. Yeah. And I just pray that you would, Lord, just work in this situation to bring peace and Lord, that you would help him with his drug problem. Uh, with Nicole, this whole situation, you know, everything, you know, everything. So Lord, I just pray for him. I just pray that you would, uh, help him. Um, get in contact, and uh, he would be safe, and that um, that you would keep him safe, and that he'd be in a place away from the drugs and everything else that's that's going on in his life that brings harm and destruction. So, Lord, we just lift this all up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to say something. So, I kind of mm-hmm. God put me in his life to bring him to um, him, and I've been reading the Bible a lot. I always had trouble reading the Bible. It was kind of to be honest, boring with me, and I always ask God to help me. Well, he made it to where I had, like, a hunger to just read it to my boyfriend, and he listens to you all the time and really likes you and wants to meet you, but he's hurting really bad. He was abused as a child, and he's just always crying and uses drugs mm-hmm. to cover it up, and, you know, he just, now that yeah. I, you know, God's helped me, he's kind of just disappeared because that's how he self-medicates, and I just feel like he's in a really bad spot right now, and I thank you for praying okay. for him. Absolutely, Nicole, and we'll keep praying, Okay. Okay, thank you. You guys have a blessed day. Okay, Nicole. So hard, so hard, so hard in these situations. And so we want to pray for Nicole's boyfriend, Brandon, and keep praying. So, hey, we're coming to the end of the show, and so we've had a great show and, and, um, you know, lots of prayer needs, and uh, it's a broken world out there, isn't it? And this is the time of the year where we can talk to people as we're getting uh, to the holiday season um, about the Lord. I think about, it reminds me why Jesus came to this world. And as he was born on that night in, in Bethlehem, um, you know, the people were troubled. There was the Roman Empire that uh, was in power. The people were afraid. The decree goes out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be 
registering for new taxes in a census. They had to go. The whole world was in transition. There was Herod the Great. He was a cruel man. There was the religious leaders that, you know, were, you know, just very much of a burden and hard on the people. People were afraid. And and we have the message as light came, the Messiah, the Son of God, came to this world, born that night. And the message that we have to others and the hope that is before us is what was declared on that night as Jesus was born. And we read that familiar story that don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people, not just the people of Israel, but to all people. And to know that um, that there is born unto you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Will we remember this, that Jesus, that he is the answer, and he is the light that came to this world, Emmanuel, that, that he will come and save his people from their sins, and that we have the opportunity to be able to share that with others, because the world is just mean and nasty, and um, it, it's terrible out there. And we as Christians have opportunity to be light. So we want to be praying about that. We want to pray about how we can reach out to others. As Father, help us to do that. Help us to be sensitive to your leading, to be light, especially this time of year. And I just thank you for today's show. Help us keep in your word and close to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Had a great show today. Calvary Live will be back tomorrow at the same time. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.